Ladies and gentlemen, without further introduction, you already know why you're here. You got Die Hard, Die Hard Knicks podcast, E-Rule, and you got my man State, State of the New York Knicks podcast. Yes, sir. What's good, guys? How's everything going? <laughs> Regular. <laughs> ain't, ain't no Knicks games on, man. So you gotta, yeah. We got to come up with something, man. Yeah, all we got is us now, man. Yes, sir. For yo, for for me, the season's over. You know, I I, the, I think like the NBA season is just over. I, I don't care about the playoffs. You know, I, I know you were talking about um the Atlanta Hawks game, whatever. I, I didn't even look at. I didn't even look at it. You know, so now I'm looking at the box score and stuff like that. I'm like a box score warrior right now, looking at it. But you know, I don't really care too much about the um NBA outside of the Knicks. You know, <laughs> that's a true diehard fan right there. <laughs> yeah. So you, you you still follow the um the league? Yeah. Hell yeah. All year round, 24-7. Yeah. So is it is it more like for, for the love of the game or just for um scouting purposes? Uh for the love of the game. Something something I picked up when I was younger. Cause when I was younger growing up, like you're not really a diehard, diehard, diehard fan unless you was born in it. And I wasn't born in the Nick fandom. I was just born in the sports. Like when I was growing up, my cousin used to force me to watch Raven football games. So then after that, he used to force me to watch Nick games, Bulls games, anything that was on ESPN that's like sports, he used to force me to watch it. So that's how, like, I've grown accustomed to, like, watching damn near everything. And for scouting purposes, for sure. And for yeah. scouting purposes. If yeah, For me, man, growing up, I used to like the different characters and stuff. But, like, now nowadays, like, the characters are just not the same. It's like yeah. wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Back in the days, they had Hulk Hogan and all them cats, you know what I'm saying? So you would watch them, and then the Attitude Era when, um, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and those guys was doing their thing. So you kind of just watching the characters, you know. Nowadays, I, I feel like the, the the characters are just not the same, man. So I can't I can't nah. get really get into it. Nah, they're definitely not the same. The NBA ain't the same neither. It's soft. <laughs> it's, soft. <laughs> it's soft. Yeah, I, I was trying to get home today to um to talk about something, man. But um, I have to say that for another day. But yo, um, somebody somebody brought this to my attention, man. <laughs> I know you, I know you, you know what I was gonna talk about, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, but let me um let me let me get the let me throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Add this to the screen. Uh, this is from Only Facts on Twitter. He he asked a question. Um, how far would the Knicks go if they had um a Holiday and Middleton? Oh. I've seen that question, matter of fact, and that's funny. Yeah. And was RJ not included in that? So so that's basically a starting five with Drew, RJ, Middleton, and Randall? Uh, yeah, pretty much, yep. Just adding yeah. adding them to the roster, you know, without um deleting anybody. Just add, mm. adding them to the roster. How mm. far would they go? Wow. Wow. Well, my, my response was that they, they still will be playing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that one. That's tough. That's a, that's a good one. That's tough. Um, damn. I think Eastern Conference Finals, Um, if, a, if an injury occurs, I think we could get to the finals. That's a nice little call, but that's not a championship call. It's a it's a nice call. Could could that team beat Philly right now? Because because um instead of Atlanta, I think we would have beat Atlanta with this roster. 
But could could this could that team beat um the Sixers? They'll give them a run for their money. I ain't gonna say they'll beat them, but they'll definitely give them a run for their money because you we match up well outside right. of Embiid because nobody matches up with Embiid. But outside yeah. of him, I think we match up very well. We would have had Mitchell Robinson too for that second round. Yes. Oh man, y'all miss Mitchell Robinson, man. Shout out <laughs> to Mitch, man. I, can we talk about Mitch real quick before we get into before we get into these um free agent acquisitions? Because I feel like we never really talked about Mitch. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about him. He 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 want to be talked about too, man. You see him uh, making all those Instagram and Twitter posts and stuff. <laughs> he missed being out there. Nah, he do, man. I, I miss him too. Um, noted when he went down. I think we was top five in the NBA in offensive rebounds. Um, I think we was top five in the NBA in total rebounds, defensive rebounds as well. I think we was like top three in offensive rebound rate. So, you know, Mitch used to clean up a lot of those mistakes that Alfred Payton or Randall or RJ or Bullock used to give up. Those same mistakes, you know, Nerlens doesn't, do the same things he's not active like that so it, it's tough and then you know you see people we talking about um julius randall contracting and how players around the league is going to look at the knicks and how they treat their players i'm looking at julius randall to i mean i'm looking at mitchell robinson to see how the knicks going to treat him and how does mitchell robinson look at the situation because let, let me let me shoot this question at you do the do the agent, you know, he, he had a bunch of agents. I think he had about like five, six. Is that alarming to you as far as his contract negotiations is concerned? Well, something's wrong with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know if his personality or, or what's going on with the, with that cat. He is goofy, man. You see him on, on on social media posting whatever he posts and stuff. All these cryptic and and like like dramatic um, posts and stuff, just trying to get attention and whatever. So, you know that that's that's to me that's alarming. This is annoying. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's different. This is the Twitter age where guys feel like they got to post everything, man. So, you know, it's it's a little annoying to see it. So that that is an alarm alarm for me. Yeah, for 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 like contract negotiations, man. Like like so far, he hasn't really done much. Um, you know, statistically wise, you know, like it's it's what it's like all, all of our young guys. We 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 want them to be a certain way. You know what I'm saying? We want them to be like um, you know, we want them to be special. You know what I'm saying? Like Mitchell Robinson, yeah. we want him to get the blocks. I remember the, the first year they were talking about getting him. He was going to get five blocks a year. You know, a year. You know what I'm saying? That that um came back down to earth because he went. Now he's back up to to um what is it one now. 1.5. I think I think he averaged 1.5 last season. Yeah, 1.5, and he played 27 minutes, man. So he came back down to earth with that. The rebounding is getting a little bit better, but it's still not elite level. It's still eight. You know, per 36 is only like 10. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Yeah. He, he's, he's not he's a not, box score guy, bro. I, I noticed that about Mitch. He's not really a box score guy. So those, those numbers not going to wow you. But his advanced statistics is ridiculous. Like his PER – is second behind Luca. Win shares is third in that draft class behind Luca and DeAndre Ayton. So it, it's something there, you know. It's yeah, he um he fills he fills whatever um the the coach um role he, the coach gives him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's a he's a good finisher. Like guys um tend to um to you know throw up the bailout alley oops to him and stuff. He gets he sets good picks. He's he fills the lane. He plays defense. He plays hard. 
You know what I'm saying? So he he has strength to the lineup. All the, all these different things, man. But like you know, like what 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 price tag do you put on that? You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's plenty of um of uh, players in the league that that do what he does and uh, and actually get the box um box score stuff too. You know. So let me turn my camera off real quick mm -hmm. so I could go to this list that I got since we're speaking about bigs and what's his price tag. So I looked at the free agency list, and I only seen four bigs right now that I, I, I would personally like the Knicks to look at. And it's Harry Giles, Willie Cully Stein, Zach Collins, and Dwight Howard. Now, how much am I willing to pay those guys? When I'm thinking, of, when I think, while I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about how much would I want to pay Mitch? So... For me, the price tag on Mitch for me starts at ten million. I think um I wouldn't offer him less than ten million. I feel like that's a slap in his face. And also, you trying to you trying to take care of him. This we haven't re-signed a rookie since nineteen ninety four. Charlie Ward. I it would behoove the Knicks to want to take care of Mitch, even though we haven't seen a lot on the court yet. And as when I say seeing, I'm talking about like offensive growth. Like he still hasn't taken a jump shot. Um, he still hasn't done a jump hook. Like little stuff like that. I feel like he'll progress on that. And he look like the type. He look like a hard worker. So for me, four year, forty million. Um, four year. What's that? Twelve. Twelve. Four year. Four year. Forty eight million. You know. Four year, forty eight million with incentives that goes up to sixty million, something like that. Jesus, <laughs> that's that's a lot to me, man. You know what I'm saying? For you know, because I mean, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay a guy like like money like that, I feel like like he needs to like you gotta be able to at least give him the ball. He should be able to do something with it, you know? Yeah, yo, man, I, that's 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 not my only gripe really with um with Mitch Robinson. I, I you know I agree he does have value, but you know. It's the same situation with, with like like a Frank, you know, Frank Nilakina is the same type of thing. It's like like I know what what we think that he can do, but he hasn't really done done it yet. So do you pay him again the same kind of contract just to keep him around for the for the for the event where he eventually does what he's supposed to do? You know? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking guys like and, and, and it's crazy for me to say, but I'm thinking guys like Mitch, Frank, Knox. You're not gonna really see those guys until a second contract. So like you're not gonna really see the real Mitchell Robinson until he's like 24. Not gonna see the real Frank until he's probably like 24. Knox, you're not gonna see him. The real Kevin Knox, you probably might not see him until he's 22, 23. He's 21, 21 right now. So I I think I'm just banking on growth. I'm banking on growth. The player development to staff and everything that's happening behind the scenes. I think we gotta pay for that. I don't I don't see a big a free agent big on the market besides Dwight. Probably um Rashad Holmes, but I don't really want Rashad Holmes. I'd rather pay Mitch. You going Rashad Holmes on the open open market going cost like ten million per year too. Right. So. Yeah, but at least you can give him the ball and he can he can give you some points, you know. He can actually create some points and still give you the blocks and rebounds. Same blocks and same rebounds that Mitch that Mitch gives. That's true. He can't. He definitely can't. He do got a little jump hook. Little, little. He, uh, I don't know. It's tough, man. That offense in today's NBA has skewed so many 
contracts, man. Rudy Gobert is like an outlier. Like he, he damn sure better think his agent hit for that contract because I would never pay a non-shooting big two hundred million or whatever he got. Yeah, but you know he, he brings the same intangibles that Mitch does, man. So it's like it's almost like a catch twenty two. You know what I'm saying? Because you want the guy because he's gonna do he's gonna do his job. You know what I'm saying? That's that's basically what you need. You just you just need guys to play the position and do their job. So Mitchell Robinson, when he's here, he does do his job. You know what I'm saying? So, but but you do you do like you know this this what you were saying um before we started this you know with with the whole preparation is like backup bigs. You know what I'm saying? So they, they, like um what what do we do with that? Because let's say if we keep Mitchell Robinson, we don't we don't have to we don't have to give him an extension this year because he's still on the contract. I mean, you got guys like Laurie Marketing out there. You know what I'm saying? That you could throw money at. Couple, you know, a couple of other weirdos like um, what do you call uh, 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 Olenek? is another Hello, guy. Olenek, yeah, yeah. Floor spacer, tough. He played with uh, R.J. Barrett um, on the Canadian team. Him and R.J. Barrett got rapport, so that that could be another little secret pickup that that yeah. the Knicks could get. You know, Zach Collins from Portland. Um, Portland got two big Zach Collins and Harry. Harry Giles. Um, Zach Collins was hurt last season and Portland might not bring him back. So I think that's a guy we could buy low on. Um, yeah. Who, who could help us. And Harry Giles, another guy. Former former number one recruit in the nation who went to Duke. Harry Giles. Uh, this guy is 22 going on 23 years old. So that's another guy I think we could look at for the backup big. Not too pricey. Yeah, my thing is, I don't want a guy who got an ego. I want a guy who's going to come in and fit with the culture, and who got a chip on their shoulder. So a guy like Harry Giles definitely it, it would be one of the prime targets if I'm looking at like a backup big who's not going to cost too much, who's still young, still 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got to be very careful with all that. We, we I think we talked about that on the, on the last pod. We kind of need to get guys that um that Tom Thibodeau can rein in. You know what I'm saying? Because Tom Thibodeau needs to be he needs to be in control. So if you got guys that have got big egos, that's definitely not going to fit in what we're trying to do here. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau wants soldiers. You, <laughs> I'm gonna give you an analogy. I was watching I was watching Justice League the other day, <laughs> and. Tom Thibodeau reminds me of Lex Luthor when he finally got the Legion of Doom together. <laughs> because, <laughs> because he wants control. <laughs> like, he wants to control the narrative. He wants to send troops where he wants to send them. So a coach like that, you can't, you can't Kenny Atkinson, Tom Thibodeau. Right. Like how Kyrie did Kenny. You can't do that at the time. So you got to get some guys who don't have egos, who's not going to come in and, and do what the hell they want. Guys who's going to vibe, play hard. Here's my list. So I could... so There's a couple guys, man. There's a lot of guys all over the spectrum, too, man. We, we can do the same same thing like we've did, like we been doing. None of them well only cost us $5 million. They got, mm -hmm. like, uh, Daniel Thesis. Yep. Thesis, whatever his name is, from Chicago. There's a couple, a couple like, you know, weirdo names that we could throw out there. You know, just in case, you know. Yeah, and and, and speaking of thesis, he's <laughs> hard nosed player. I, I I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Hard nosed. I we we need more players like that. You know, guys who's gonna do the dirty work, 
Um, and just give us something a little extra too, you know? Yep, yep. And I'm looking at it. Willie Cully Stein is another guy I think the Knicks should look at too, um, who has been a part of the Kentucky program. Uh, Kenny Payne, you know, that's his guy. I think that's another guy we could look to uh, look to pick up for the low. Um, Georgie Dang. Uh, yeah, Georgie Dang. Georgie Dang, a Tibbs guy, um, notable that we could definitely pick up. And he played. He played well for the Spurs. He played well for the Spurs. I was watching him in the playing, and he was giving them good minutes, blocking shots, rebounding. You know, just sticking to his role. Eight. He can shoot too, man. He can shoot that three and stuff, man. So that's like if, if you're gonna have Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson hasn't shown the ability to shoot yet. So if we do get him like a, another backup, if we don't go with New Orleans, we need somebody that's gonna give us a little bit something on on offense, you know? Something. Yeah. yeah. Like let, let me ask you this. So you don't want redundancy on the roster, basically. You know, you, you gotta have some kind of some kind of fluidity. You know what I'm saying? So that's because I mean, Mitch Robinson right now he, he's um he, he broke his foot, you know. So he's gonna have like these little knickknack injuries here and there, you know, um, like the, basically workhorse injuries. You know what I'm saying? So you you gotta you gotta have um somebody off the bench that's gonna be serviceable for you to use. Like like we can't keep um Pell Pell. I don't I don't think is gonna be um one of those guys that we, that we're gonna be able to actually use. You know, Montrose Harold is another guy. You know. But it's a bunch of a bunch of different guys that we, that we could throw money money at. You know, that's not, you know, that that that, that, could, that can help um strengthen the roster. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about Montrez. The only issue with Montrez, he's he's just not tall enough. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like six eight, I think, and he got him playing center. And listen, I already deal with Julius Randle, so I really don't want to deal with Montrez Harrell. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm kind of good on him. You know this kid, um, Jared Allen. They, they're probably gonna keep him though. You know, but um, you know, Cleveland. They, they got so many bigs over there, man. They, they, I think they still they do they do they still have um the other the other cat, the the dude that was in or, or is he on was he on Boston, the the Kardashian guy. Nah, he's out of there. <laughs> okay. You know, they, they still got love too. You know, so they got they got they got money over there. You know, tied up in the center spot for no for no freaking reason. Cleveland is oh god, I, they need a trade so bad. Like they their roster just in flux, and it, it it's so crazy. Like how come every other team in the NBA got multiple point guards, and Knicks don't have one? <laughs> they got, they got two. Yeah, I, I feel like every single team got like multiple point guards. It's bugged out. I mean, like we were just talking about the Hawks and and um and and um the 76ers. They got freaking Curry. They got um Milton could play point guard. They got uh what's that? Um George Hill is over there. They got Maxi. Uh, so many different guards over there. It, it, even guys that um what was oh no that um that, that was that TJ um whatever the guys. I think he yeah, is he? He's in um in Indiana, right? Yep. Yeah, that's that's another guy that used to be on Philly. You know, you guys the Hawks. They got they got um. You know, of course, Trey Young. Uh, you know, Perda, they got, yeah, and they got they got a couple guys who who can handle the ball, and that's how I want the the uh the Knicks to be made too. Like I want multiple ball handlers. I don't think it. Listen, we're not winning nothing 
with Julius Randle bringing up the ball in the playoffs. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yo, know, that, that that's the main that's the main problem too, man. Because like like uh, if you want to talk about offense and stuff like that, like um Tom Thibodeau, that's the offense. You know, that it started off with 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 Fisdale, and he just kind of just like you know piggybacked on it and just allowing um you know Randle just to. Because Randall does have a talent, though. That talent, you know, that nobody yeah. – it's not really a lot of bigs that could do what he does, you know, dribbling the basketball, man. So yeah. it is a weapon to have, you know what I'm saying? But so, like, 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 um, we already established the way that we want to play. We're 41 and 31. So, you know, the chances are we're going we gonna to start the season off with the same offense. You know what I'm saying? So how, how do we how do we add to that? Or, like, if, if we if we decide to change it, is Tom Thibodeau going to be able to, to rock with that, with that decision, you know? Yeah, because uh, – Couple stats. I think we was last in pace last season. Um, bottom five in assists. You know, Thibodeau. And, and another good stat too that just came to my mind. We was first in the league in the league last year in ISOs. <laughs> so yeah, that I was surprised, but that's that a, a little bit. I, I was too. And you got to think Tibbs run. Um, he runs a mini triangle offense, so I could understand why that stat matches with Tibbs running that type of offense because the triangle offense is a read and react type of offense. Um, if you want to go ISO, you can. It's a free flowing offense, but if you want to go ISO, you can. And you see what Julius Randle did <laughs> a lot, or RJ Barrett, or yeah. Alfred Payton, and those guys. So. Getting guys who fit Tibbs' system to a T is definitely needed. And I think that's when we could hop on to the next, you know, segment of off-guards. Because I think off-guards is definitely um, needed in this equation. So do you have any off-guards off the top of your head? Because I got a few in my phone. So I I wanted to see, do you have any? Uh, not really, man. I, you know, of course, you got Victor Oladipo, the, the the guy that's like, you know, he's like Mr. Glass. He's always going to be freaking hurt, so you can't rely on him. And then you got your favorite player, DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> you know, the DeMar DeRozan, you know, he can't he can't shoot the three, you know, but he can score, man. You know what I'm saying? You, um, you can't really guard him one-on-one. You got you have to double-team him. And he's been giving you um 7.2 assists, you know, the last couple seasons, man. So he's starting to pass the ball. So if, if you're gonna have a, a like an offense that's gonna be making reads and stuff like that, and and if, and if you're gonna have guys stuck on an island going one on one, you know Demar, you know Demar um, Derozan is gonna be a, a perfect guy to have sitting on that island going one on one. You know. Yep. Um, and shout out to Demar Derozan because the guy averaged a career high uh, this year, uh, seven assists, and he played well. And I I give Demar that, but Demar is nowhere near a choice for me for the Knicks. And nothing against him, but he's just going to occupy the space that Randall and RJ usually occupies. Now, I'm I'm going to throw some names at you, and mm-hmm. I, I want to hear your take on some of these names. Now, Victor Oladipo, the only reason why I got him here is I feel like we can take a chance on him, and we could sit him. Basically, offer him a two-year deal, $10 million. You sit him for one year. Right. Then you got a guy basically who's a former all-star for five million in twenty twenty-two who nobody spoke about for a year straight. And then you say boom, just drop him in the rotation. He has no pressure in order to get himself back together because RJ Barrett is gonna be good. 
Randall, Obi, quickly. If all those guys is here, they're gonna be good. So Victor Oladipo, you know, if you want to bring him into the system, to the culture, get him right, you know, get his body together. I don't know what the hell type of. I think he got a baseball injury or a football injury. That's how bad his his injury is. But for sure, um, if I'm the Knicks, I, I would definitely try to look at Victor Oladipo for the lower, for the lower. But these three other names, though, I want to hear your take on. I got Malik Monk, I got Hamadou Diallo, and I got Josh Hart. Those are all big names there. But, you know, they all come with problems, though, because, um, you know, Monk is, a, is like, uh, supposed to be a crackhead, man. He was, like, he got caught for, like, for uh, for Coke, you know? <laughs> he, got, he got caught for performance-enhancing drugs, and he got caught for Coke, man. So Monk, Monk is kind of like a, like, a, like a red flag there, man. So we got to we got to make sure that you know there's a lot of a lot of baggages. We got to make sure that he's clean, that he's not gonna be you know, because because if he gets caught again, he's gonna get suspended for a long time, you know. What I'm saying so, we definitely we definitely don't need that, you know. And then what were some of the other names you said? Um, um, Diamond Diallo. I think Diallo has like the biggest um um like like burst, like um, because because like if, if he finally like figures out how good he is, man, he's gonna be really really good, because he's he's already super athletic. He's um starting to develop a lot of um like in between stuff, you know what I'm saying? So if if he could put all that together, he'll be like basically De uh, Demar Derozan, you know, with, with a probably with like with a better three point shot maybe. It, it, yo, Hami is like a he's such a Bago candidate that I think the Knicks should definitely look at because you don't know like all these guys is young, like Hami young, Josh Hart young, Malik Monk young, Malik Monk. The, the reason why I said Malik Monk is because he's going to be around family. So what I mean, what I mean by that is he's going to be around um, Kenny Payne. He's going to be around Johnny O. You know, he's going to be around Ted. I don't think our vet leadership would allow him to do those type of things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm not yeah, but if you, if you're doing coke, man, coke is like something that you do like in the shadows, really. Like the only people that really do coke out on the open is like like um like rich people, you know what I'm saying? They just pull it out. Hey, what's going on? Let's do some coke, guys. You know, it's like kind of bugged out. Yeah, but I, yeah, but let let me just defend him here, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, let me defend him here. Mm -hmm. Maybe he had some issues behind the scenes, right? Me and you, you know, we both. From New York, we know how this we know how this place goes. We see it on the street every day when you go outside. Everybody be having mental disabilities. Everybody struggling. Maybe he was going through something at the time. He said, "The hell with it. I'm a Tony Montana for for about for about two months." And, and you know, the NBA caught on, suspended him, and maybe now he's he's just taking his craft more seriously. I I remember seeing. I don't know where this interview is, but I'm, I'm going to find it for you. I remember seeing an interview of Malik Monk, and mm -hmm. they was talking to him when he just, I think he just came back off an injury, and he was balling. He was averaging like 18 points a game. He was balling for like a month straight. So they interviewed him. They asked him like, you know, what clicked? Like, what happened? Like, why are you playing so well? And Malik Monk just basically said, I started taking my craft more seriously. <laughs> I started taking the game more seriously. And that's stuff that I want to hear from a guy like that, you know, because that performance enhancement, whatever he was taking, man, that 
<laughs> yeah, wait, that shit took him to another level. He, he was balling, not for not for nothing, man. He was hitting his jump shots. He was um he was back jumping again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he he is a dynamic player, man. So, but you know he's definitely somebody that you're not going to be giving up the whole bank for because I, I don't think he's going to have too much of a big market because of those problems. You know what I'm saying? So and then, you know the Knicks got the Kentucky connection, so I, I could see Monk coming here. You know, um for for like the low for the most part. But, you know, somebody like Monk, I would rather have Monk than Oladipo. Because you're talking about Oladipo. What are you, you going to put him in a hyperbolic bag chamber or something? You're going to lock him in a, yeah. in, a, um, in an ice bath or put him like like um, Captain America, put him in the machine or something? You know? You know, have him on bubble wrap for real, man, so nobody, so he don't hurt himself. Nah, put him on ice, man. That's <laughs> all, man. Put him on ice for a year and, and, and then see, see if you got something there in 2022. Monk. See, see, Monk is Monk is funny because you want to bank on a guy like that because you don't know where his ceiling is at. Like we we can sit here and say, you know, Monk could be the seventh man off off our bench. We can mm-hmm. sit here and say Monk could be our sixth man, or we can say if Willie get crazy, we would take a shot at this, and we could say Monk could be our starting shooting guard. And RJ Barrett can be the star in small forward. Now right. we got tips. <laughs> so I'm looking at all these dudes and I'm thinking about Tibbs. This is specifically for Tibbs. I don't think Monk could do that, that foolishness in New York, man. Nah, dog. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see I can see us signing him and then Monk just sitting on the bench right next to whoever else is there. You know what I'm saying? He, he's gonna play the guys that, that he trusts or whatever, man. So it is with that, but it is it, is another thing too, man. Say um quickly, what 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 is quickly, you know? Because I mean, we we kind of everybody just kind of just writing them off to be like the Lou Williams type of thing, you know what I'm saying? But but you know things change, you, you know the training um training and stuff like that throughout the summer. He can he can actually evolve into a, a Malik Monk, you know for for whatever he does, you know, because they're about the same height. Malik Monk isn't tall. Malik Monk is like six three, just like quickly, you know. So quickly could evolve into a shooting guard. You know, cause uh, uh, say like a Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's only like six two. Mm-hmm. You know, so so quickly could evolve into into like a shooting guard type of thing. You know, but you know, like like I said, everyone boxes him in. So like, nah, nah, I like him better off the bench. But as he, he's still a young career, you, you can't just like say that they, that's the only place where he could be. So the answer, you know, could also be on our bench too. Yep, man. Yo, speaking of that, bro, like boxing our players in, bro, like. People kill me when they do that to our players, bro. Like, what you just said, but quickly. You know how many times I see per day on Twitter, quickly ain't a starting point guard. He's Lou Williams. He's this. He's that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've been watching ball for about 21 years now. I didn't see point guards or guards who did not average 11 points in their rookie season go on to become all-stars. <laughs> so, so I can't really box quickly in that little Lou Williams segment yet. Year four is usually when you see it. So we know, we we still don't know. Like, all of us is just guessing right now. Like, you year, year four and year five is usually when it clicks. So quickly, but hey, who knows? He didn't have summer league last season. And have a training camp. Yeah, mess around, come in next season, be the starting point guard. And people wondering all summer, 
Yo, why the Knicks didn't get a point guard in free agency? Yo, why the Knicks didn't do this? Why, blah, 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 blah. Why, blah, blah. Quickly, it's the starting point guard. Like, you never know. Yeah. I mean, because it comes down to, like, to like like him just developing certain things like he only has the the floater and the three point shot you know so if he if he adds another thing to it like every every off season basketball player should add something no matter what level of of, of play you are so what, what if what if he adds like like a little bit of finishing inside outside of the the floater what what if he um, learns learns to pull up you know instead instead of um doing that floater all the time then that that adds a whole different uh, different dynamic to his game you know yeah, yeah. quick Quickly could be a dynamic play, but quickly just gotta like he quickly gotta ask himself. He's gonna really have to have a conversation with himself in the mirror, and really ask himself like, what can I be? Like, who can I be? Can I be a a, a star point guard? If he wants to be a star point guard, he gots to get his handle and his playmaking up. He want to be a star six man. Get your shooting up. Get your strength up so you can always go to the basket and get free throws. I Like, quickly kills me. And I hope he doesn't do what Kevin Knox did. So, Kevin Knox used to shoot the floater a lot in his rookie season. And I haven't seen it since. So, I hope quickly doesn't change his game to the point where I don't see the floater no more. I think he needs to just grow on that. He could probably be the starting point guard. You never know. That's why I, I, I'm looking at guys like um, Malik Monk and those guys, looking at off guards to see, you know, who else could we bring here? Because it ain't no, it ain't set in stone that Derrick Rose is going to come back. Right. Or Taj Gibson. Uh, Taj might retire. Taj might be on Tiff's staff by the end of the summer. So we, we, we just got to keep all options open here. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to um to Diallo too, because Diallo has a size and a length. So if we if we're gonna um, you know talk about doubling down on the defense and, and and that type of thing, and also getting somebody that that um you, you can kind of control, Diallo's number one, man. Because I mean he is from Queens. I think he's what I I guess you want to call that left uh, rack. Yeah, left rack. Yeah, that's like left, left rack. rack over there. Yeah. Yeah, so he's from left rack and stuff, man. So he's definitely a New York native. So he might be, you know, he's a free agent, so he might be intrigued to come here, man, especially to play. That's another thing, too. Like, the, the young guys see what's going on, and it, it might be something they might want to be a part of. Right. You know, especially, like, his family might be in his ear, too. So, yo, this might, this might be the spot you should go to. So, so Diallo, I'm circling Diallo for somebody that, that we can um we can bring on. Yeah. You know, too. Um, I, the, more, the more I think about it, the more I really want him here. Um, he's from New York. He know he know he know what we want to see. <laughs> yeah, I say, I say that. He's a good kid too, you know. Yeah, yeah, good kid doesn't get in trouble. You know, it 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 aligns with you know our young boys. The one thing I would say about the Knicks show, even though you know they probably met well, they did mess up twenty seventeen draft. Like, let's we not even gonna go there. They messed up. <laughs> I, I watched too much Donovan Mitchell. For me to know, like we didn't know we messed up. Yeah. So 2017-2018, I'll say this about the Nick kids. We draft some high character guys. I, I, I and salute the Frank and Knox because I, I, I'm gonna give you give you an example. I watched Alfred Payton, moms, 
share tweet about the Knicks losing. I watched the like tweets about I hope Trey Young scores 50 after her son got benched. I right. never seen Frank moms do that. Shit, shit. Remember when Frank flew his moms from, from France and David Fisdale sat him on Christmas Day? Are you kidding me? <laughs> And, that was in, in, in this that was some sad shit. I'm thinking about it. That was some sad shit, man. I, I, I don't know why Fizz did that to him, man. That was Yo, fucked up. It, it, so, and you, you know how long that flight is? Bro. You can't like understate that, man. You know how long that flight is from France to New York? It's like, God damn, you a cold-hearted motherfucker. Cold-hearted dude, man. Cold. Yeah. And then Kevin Knox, he getting DMPs left and right all year long. And none of none of his folks said anything. So right. that type of stuff is it, it. I don't need that here. And Hami would know that. So I think Hami would be a great low risk, high reward type of move. I'm a, I'm gonna be real with you, like, and I know we gonna get to the swingman next. I, I really want to see Kevin Knox play next season, bro. Like I, I really want to see him play next season, bro. Like I, I think about it all the time. I know you do, man. I, Kevin Knox is always, always on your mind, man. But like, yo, the, the the same, the same thing you said about quickly, but like quickly has to like develop and has to want to be uh-huh. there. That applies to to um Kevin Knox too. And Kevin Knox, um, next year will be his like what his fourth season. Fourth season, yep. You know, so I mean, like, as long as you're on your rookie contract, you still got a chance to do whatever. But look, look at this, look at this league. Um, Diallo has a potential to leave his team. You know, um, Hart is a, is a young guy too. He has a potential to leave his team again. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this this is not his first team. He, I think he started with LA, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, Monk is potentially going to leave his team too. So, you know, young guys don't don't always stay with the team, and they don't have to. You know, they they can they can find another another team to um to try to to finally get there. You know, get to the next level, or whatever, man. So, you know, the, me me personally, I, I'm I'm over Knox. You know, I, I feel like I feel like he he is the key. He's the guy that that um that if he if he would get his potential, then we wouldn't need to look nowhere else. You know, because he has the height, he has the athleticism, he has the or the ball handling, he has a jump shot. So so I, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is his problem. You know, what I'm saying, it, but that's. His problem, you know, like he doesn't have the mom that's just doing the tweeting and nothing like that. But maybe he does. Maybe he does need that crazy mom to say, "Yo, but you better get out there and play some and play like you know how to play, boy." You know, he needs something. You know, I, I, just, I just don't get it, man. You know, same same thing with Frank. But um, you know, shout out, shout out to Andy. Andy made it made the point that these European guys, like uh, a lot of them, just it's, it's just a culture thing. You know what I'm saying? So like the way that they play. Like, like uh, it's like the coach got to tell him what to do. Okay, you want me? You need me to go into the corner? You know, so he goes to the corner. It's, okay, I, no, I, I'm going to shoot threes. That's why he's shooting like 40-something or, you know, or like whatever, 100% from, from the corner three. You know what I'm saying? But then, but then he can't shoot a, um, a layup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can't make a wide-open layup, but he can shoot a wide-open wide corner three because that's what the coach said that he needs to do. You know? <laughs> Yo, man! Shout out to Frank, man. I hope I hope they resign you, King. Um, I hope not, man. <laughs> so, so, so let me let on Kevin Knox real quick. Yeah. Um. So, I think the Knicks got a plan for him, and I'm gonna just assume like I got the time stone. So this is just all assumption. Look, Knox is gone. Knox getting traded. 
Knox a playground boy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to assume this about Kevin Knox. Chat, please don't kill me. Please. Um, I think the Knicks management had a plan for him this season. I think the plan wasn't for him playing. I think the plan was to reconstruct this kid. You got to understand. Um, we all been to elementary school, middle school, high school. What the hell are you going to learn from a dumb teacher? You, you know, um, you had David Fisdale. You got Keith Smart. You know, he was given token minutes his, his rookie year that he didn't deserve, by the way. But he still gave me 13.5 rebounds. So he, he needed a season off. He needed to watch how basketball is played. So you got to watch a guy like uh, Bullock. You got to watch a guy like Burks for, for a year. Like, he watched these two dudes for a year. So my thinking is the Knicks is going into this offseason with Knox penciled in as the backup small forward. And we're looking for a starting small forward. This is just my this, just me with the time stone real quick. So Knox is the small backup small forward. We signed a starting, a starting small forward. And we'll see from there. Now, if Knox don't show nothing by trade deadline, now you can move him. You I'm with that. I'm and, with that. And, and you have a starting small forward that we're about to talk about. And you don't really got to worry about, you know, oh, well, we failed Knox. Well, we got a guy in free agency who's obviously producing. You know, if Knox not producing behind that guy, then we could definitely move on from him. And we can, we, we can leave it at that. But I feel like that's a correct plan that you do for a player like that. Young players around the league look at stuff like that. Like, he got DMP'd the whole season for one-year vet Mercs. So, to me, it's obvious you got a plan for him. You didn't trade him at the trade deadline. So, I, I'm assuming that he's going to play next season. That's just that's just me. How you feel about that? Yeah, I agree with that. Just a double down. Because, I mean, like you said, we got the the um these one-year Mercs. Um, you know, Kevin Knox, you got to sit and watch Bullock, you know? Yes. That's on you. You know what I'm saying? You, you didn't prepare for it. And, you know, here's the thing, too. Like, like you can't learn from, from a stupid teacher. But if, no. if you want to get your education, you got to find it somewhere else. You know, there's, there's, there's plenty of kids out there that, that they go to public school, but then their parents got them in other other stuff, too, you know, outside of school. It's not just that their parents got them into it. The kids want, want it because the kids are just crazy like that. You know, somebody like Kobe Bryant is going to be instead of out there in the clubs doing whatever, he's going to be in the um, you know, out there in the gym shooting. You can be shooting in the gym. That's where he taught um Julius Randle and stuff like that. So some people are just different. You know, some people just get it. Like, like um, shout out to Trey Trey Young too. Trey Young um, they they saying fuck Trey Young and this all of a sudden the other none of that phased him. Then you look at his dad. You know, his dad is right in the mix of everybody is saying fuck your son. And he's not on Twitter saying nothing. He just got his eyes on the sun, making eye contact, pointing at him. They pointing at each other because that's something that they, they prepare for their whole life to get there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, people just different, man. Some people just got it. Some people don't. But, you know, like, I totally agree with you saying, though, about the Kevin Knox thing, because, um, you know, it, it's just smart. Like you, you put Bullock here. Bullock has all his, um, you know, life like life, um, you know, experience. You know, his both his sisters um, got, got murdered. So you know, it's it's like uh like you like go out and watch this guy. He all all this tragedy that he's been through. Look at him still out there playing, you know. So you know he he gets to pick his brain and talking this that and the other. So Kevin Knox, you know, I don't, I don't know nothing about his life, but but he's young. He's he's young for um for you know 
for for like a a, a one year player coming out of college. He's he's young. He's, he's like a year behind everybody. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So he, he doesn't know anything about life. So you know, being around all these different guys, learning how to be a man, and just watching men do things, that's definitely a big plus for for um for Kevin Knox. So I I get it. I, I totally get that. Yo, that is such an underrated. That was so underrated what you just said about um Reggie Bullock, and I never even looked at it from that angle. Um, about both of his sisters passing away, you know, the L L L G B T whatever it's called, you know, that situation, you know, Bullock. Bullock was drafted by the Clippers, and he's a journeyman. You know, still has a job in the NBA. Still a great uh great vet, great person, you know, never writes nothing crazy on Twitter, support the young, he supports the young players. You see how young players interact with him. Watch a guy like Bullock for a season, you know, and, and study what he do on and off the court. You need guys like that. Watch a guy like Alec Burks, who, I, I hated Alec Burks. I don't, I do not want that <laughs> man back in the season. Oh, yeah. For the record. He, I got you. I, I, the 99 cent James Harden role that he had last season, I don't want to see it again. But when you watch Alec Burks, you can look at him and be like, that's a dog right there. That he he's a dog. He he got his handle. His handle was he, he worked on his handle, worked on his jump shot, worked on his three-point shot, and he became king of the fourth. <laughs> that's what a lot of Nick fans we was calling him, King of the Fourth. And it's plays, for example, I'm going to give you an example. When Burks is coming off the pick and roll, what he doing, he, um, dog? He's, he's shooting that thing, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's shooting that thing. But that's a, that's the thing with Burke. He, he has a bag, you know what I'm saying? That, that that's 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 the um, that's the like the number one thing with a basketball player. Like like um you, you uh, uh the the number one thing you got to have your own bag. You know what I'm saying? Like like when you're all alone, you know, shooting around, even going to, you know, going to the neighborhood park, you get your basketball, everybody got a routine. Everybody got a, got a, got a bag. If somebody, if you start playing 21, you got your different moves that you go to and stuff like that. So you got to have your bag uh, outside of the bag. Then you learn, you're learning systems. You're learning how to plot, a, how to play with um, professional players. You That's, that's something else that you learn along the line, but you got to have a bag. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I just wish these guys would, would figure it out, cause, cause then, then it, it, it would just take the stress away from us, you know. And we had to keep freaking arguing and fighting and battling every single day, you know, over this stuff. Yeah, I'd have had people write me on Twitter who said stuff like, you know, the Knicks are down to the Hawks three one, and the reason why we down three one is because the 2017, 2017 draft pick and the twenty eighteen draft picks. We drafted in the lottery um our draft bus. <laughs> that that's how far we've come. <laughs> We're blaming guys who don't play for the reason why we lost in the playoffs. So, you know, I, I really wish those guys can produce next season. Probably not Frank. Um Frank, you know. Have a good life, man. I, it was nice rooting for you. <laughs> God bless, God bless God, you. You know what I'm saying? God bless you, brother. Um, because you know, he, he might be on his way out. Go ahead. Well, you know, like um, somebody mentioned here, like uh, um, Hinton, Hinton Murphy. He was saying that Hart would be a best get. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that that um, Hart. Uh, upgraded his rebounding. He's been rebounding pretty good. So I mean, like, if you're gonna give um. 
say like 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 you mentioned Oladipo, you want to give him money just to see the city year, you know, mm -hmm. or if you want to um if you want to give uh Frank a make good contract or whatever, mm -hmm. why not just give it to Hart? You know, if if you want that that particular production from a player, just give it to somebody that this that you know you don't have to like you know um you know plug him up and charge him up for a year, you know, or or like you know. You know, Frank needs to learn. You know, you know, I don't know, I don't know. He needs to get his, his um, you know, I don't know, just just so they can respect his mom when she flies over. You know, it's like, it's like crazy, man. Just just bring in a guy that that that's gonna produce. You know, save you know save the money for real players, guys that are really gonna get minutes. So, Josh Hart, it's crazy. I woke up today, and I see the Josh Hart propaganda starting to the Knicks. See it all over. <laughs> Yeah, and, propaganda. You know, Josh Hart is an interesting player to me. Very interesting. I watched an interview. Shout out to my guy Kevin on Twitter. Right, um, huge Raptors fan, huge Nick fan. Always interact with this guy. Good dude. And he shared a video of Josh Hart talking with Kyle Lowry. And I forgot who else they was talking to. And they were talking about Thibodeau. And Josh Hart and the guy asked Josh Hart, you know, who's one of the who's one of the coaches you will go to battle with? So Josh Hart said Thibodeau. <laughs> and then wow. Kyle Lowry comes in and he was like, Yeah, yeah, man, I love Tibbs, bro. I love Tibbs. And, and it looked genuine. Like it, it didn't look fake. It didn't look like they was lying. Cause you could tell when somebody lying in the interview, you could tell by the, the way their mannerisms is the way their facial expression is, it looked genuine. And Josh Hart has gotten, well, you know, his second season, he plateaued and he averaged, you know, 10 points. But his full, his last two seasons, no, his third season, he plateaued at 10 points. Now, his fourth season, he had a setback, right, because he got hurt. And his coach is just trash. Um, Stan Van Gundy played Lonzo at shooting guard and he butchered Josh Hart's development. I don't know what the hell was happening with Josh Hart over there. And then I see another post today where it says Josh Hart would like a fresh start. So what would you, would you like Josh Hart here? And to piggyback off that question, What's your price tag for Josh Hart? I'm interested to know that. You know, Josh Hart, he's just going to be like, at the moment, you know, he's going to be just a, a, you know, he's going to be just one of those, one of those guys. Like, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, of some of these players that, that are out there. The, um, guys that just been around the league forever. They, they bounce around from team to team, but they always put up the same numbers for every single team. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but he, he's going to be one of those guys. But, you know, what surprises me, though, is these rebounds. Because even though he's been hurt, Whatever you mentioned that that his points um didn't really um bounce like like it should, but look at the rebounds, man. Six point five in that in that third year and freaking eight rebounds from a, from a um from a. Well, they got him listing at small four, but he's short, too small, short for a small four. He's six. He's five. about six five. Yeah, he averaged you know, eight he, rebounds. Yeah, eight rebounds a game. That that kind of that bugs me out a little. So I mean, if you're getting that type of production from from the guard, from the wing guy, you know, for eight rebounds, that that's 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 pretty good. That's a good asset. Because I mean, then, then you can cheat a little bit if you know that Josh Hart is going to be crashing the boards, getting eight rebounds. That's then then you can cheat a little bit at, at um you know at different times by by throwing them out there, you know.
helping out the rebound. And another thing too, I, I like I like the the two point percentage, the two point percentage and, and the uh, field goal efficiency. It's at um uh, fifty eight and um uh, fifty three. So um he, he's going to score, you know, mid range. He's going to he, and he's definitely going to finish his layups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that that's something to to think about. You know, his three point percentage is not really the the best. You know, it's, it's adequate, I guess. You know, thirty four percent mm -hmm. for his career. That's that's adequate. You know, but um, but we're getting him to to be like a backup, not necessarily to be like like your your star shooting guard. Now hold on, player. How old is Josh Hart? Yeah, he, he got some age on him. I think he's like let me see. I think he's like twenty six. Yeah, he'll be he'll be twenty six. No, he is twenty six. Twenty six, and he'll be turning twenty seven next season. Why? <clears throat> let me ask you this. <clears throat> see a guy like Josh Hart. I would love Josh Hart. So it wouldn't be realistic if we got Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball from the Pelicans unless we do a signing trade with both of them. So I'm going to just say for Josh Hart, for instance, you know who will fit nice if, let's just say, if Thibodeau was to start Josh Hart and, and R.J. Barrett, you know who will fit nice next to those two? Colin Sexton. <laughs> yeah, that's our guy, man. I, th I think me, me and you both agree with the common sex and thing. <laughs> he would fit so lovely next to those two. But going um sticking with Josh Hart though, versatile player, eight rebounds. Like woof. I, I didn't know that. So that that was a great find by you. Shout out to you, Hero. Well, you know, he he's, he only made like three million, three point five. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like, like to like, like, like I guess you know maybe to get him up to five or six million a year. I don't, th I don't think he's he's good enough or shown that that he's worth ten million a year. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if, if he was to get him, it, it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be such a such a huge contract. So, for, uh, Josh Hart. For me, I would gladly offer him. A three-year, twenty-four million dollar contract, off rip. Off Damn, rip. You, you you love commitment, man. Listen, you're not afraid of commitment. <laughs> I, I'm I'm at the age where you gotta commit, and I watch the Knicks. I hate when I always gotta tell you this, bro. Like Scott Layden, Isaiah Thomas, like Scott Perry, Phil Jackson. I'm done with the one-year Merc thing. I'm done giving out contracts to, to older guys who have injury history. I'm done. I want stability. Yeah. I want stability with younger players. So if I get a guy like Josh Hart or if I get a guy like Colin Sexton, I'm absolutely offering these guys three to four years. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you, when you give out one-year contracts, it breeds selfishness. It, it it just it naturally just does because you're you're you don't know where you're gonna land next and you're playing for your family like you're playing for your next your next paycheck you're not playing like comfortable like your paycheck is always in the back of your mind so that's the reason why I would like Josh Hart for a couple of years and not just one year I, I'm just over the one year contract thing man shout out to yeah. Alfred Payton. Yeah, I get you, man. But you know, we, we talked about it before. It's like you know, we we had to get, we had to do it in stages, you know. And like in the beginning, we you know, we was getting Bill, you know, what's I was gonna say, Bill Wellington, freaking Wayne Ellington, and you know those bums of the world. We 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 went and got um Dennis Smith Jr. All these guys were, were bums. Now the next level, 
you know, uh, Reggie Bullock is a little bit more more tough, a little bit more consistent. Uh, you know, Alec Burke a little bit more tough, a little bit more consistent. Now, you know, next year we, we can we can get a heart and throw an extra couple years on there because um, you know, uh Hart is definitely I, I keep I'm, I keep thinking Kevin Hart. <laughs> I think I just said it. Did I say Kevin Hart just now? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you didn't, bro. Oh, okay. I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking Kevin Hart, but you know, Josh Hart is Josh Hart is definitely a, a, like a little bit better, a better player than um than like a Bullock or whatever. So like every every year we seem to be you know upgrading the um the talent level that, that we can pull from. So that, that that's basically it there, man. You know, we, we the Knicks would have been shit. So so um uh, we we, um, we can't expect to get anybody. We had cap space for like the last two seasons. We weren't real, we weren't able to get anything. But I, I think this year definitely is going to be way different, guys. Um, we're we're gonna, we're going to be we're going to be pulling from from a, um, a higher tax bracket this year, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's and, and it's nice because this is the type of free agency, and I'm just looking at it at a at a whole. This is the type of free agency where you could pick and pluck guys who's young, who's around the age of like 24 to like 26, who is not really feeling their current situation, who wants a new situation and wouldn't mind coming to the Knicks. It's a bunch of guys in free agency that we could definitely look at. Yo, it's crazy. This been on the back of my mind too. That that Lowry marketing comment you put. Um, <laughs> he's definitely walking from the balls. Well, I think they're kicking his ass out for some reason. They don't, they don't like him, man. You know, I think he burned his bridge back with the um with the Bobby Portis thing. Remember? No, no, no. That was some, that was a different player. But, I mean, that was a you know, different player. Yeah, yeah. That that was that. Um, where is that guy? That he was like a European dude. He's not in the league anymore, right? Bobby Portis punched him back to Europe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I mean, you, you get what I'm saying. They they um they did have Bobby Portis, whatever, but they chose to keep Laurie marketing. They were they were gonna give him the um the whole shebang, but um he he just wasn't able to. They, they, it was to the point where they had him coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? So that does happen too. Like like a guy could be, you know, you you have him in in a slot already, but but he's just not the player that you thought he was gonna be, man. So he's not, you know. So then you just you just fall out of favor with him, and then he ends up being free, and then he can end up um helping you out. Helping out another team. The guy was um Meritic. Thank you, um Manny. Yo, do Larry Marketing fit next to Julius Randle? I don't know, man. You know, uh marketing, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of marketing, but marketing is the same kind of player as, as a Olenek. You know, somebody that can shoot the three, he could rebound and stuff like that. Um, you know, Olenek's defense has gotten better as time went on, you know. So mm -hmm. You know, so I, I think Olin, you know, um, Laura Marketing, he's got to figure that out, you know, because he's going to be able to shoot the three. He's going to be able to do those type of things. But, um, you know, d doing stuff that, that's going to help you, um, that's going to help the team, you know, be successful. Because, I mean, like, as, long, as long as you, you're featuring him, like the way that the, way that the Bulls play, they, you know, they always had Marketing playing up top. If he didn't get the, um, the straight up, you know, just pull up jump shot, they will always have him cut into the basket, you know. Or, or, or they would have somebody else cutting, and then Laurie, Laurie will be wide open for the three. So if you play that way and feature him, he'll be able to be successful. But in the way that we play, you know, like reads and stuff like that, he might actually be pretty good, I guess, you know. But um, I, It's crazy because I'm thinking about it. I'm, I need to look up his stats about his rim protection. That That's what I need to look up. I need to look up his stats about his rim protection because I'm thinking about it. And I watched games where he played the Knicks, 
for example, against Porzingis, and he outplayed Porzingis. And I'm looking at him like, yo, why is Lowry Marketing outplaying Porzingis? And, you know, just looking around the league, I know some Nick fans might be like, yeah, Lowry Marketing, like, he stinks. But you got to think, like, he give you an option at center, space in the floor. <laughs> He's a threat, you know. I'm gonna throw it. I'm, I'm gonna give you this one too. He played better under the previous coach than Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan had Larry Marketing playing on the block more, and yeah. I think that's the reason why his numbers went down. So you see, his second year numbers look better than his third year numbers. So his second year, he had a different coach. That coach allowed him to play on the perimeter, right? But Jim Boylan played him on the block. That's not suited for Larry Marketing. So maybe a front court partner like Julius Randle, who could play the block, and marketing don't really have to worry about playing the block, and he could play his regular game, his natural game, you know, at the three, space on the floor, you know, one dribble, pull-up, jump shot. I think that's something we could look at. I think I, I never thought about it until this now, uh, until just now, but maybe it's something you could look at, you know. He's opposite of, of Mitchell Robinson. That's the main thing. Right, he's the he's the exact opposite of Mitchell Robinson. But if the Knicks handed him, uh, well, uh, two two three year, what's this, fifteen million a year, you know, a three year forty five million dollar contract, I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that. He's, he fell out of favor with his former team. He's probably looking for a new team and. The main thing, and I'm gonna give it back to you, the Vujacic and Larry Marketing front court combo is disgusting, and it don't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even the other guy too, the um, Zach Levine. I don't know how Zach Levine and um, and Vujacic gonna work too, because it's, it's two different styles of play. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, uh, Larry, uh, not Larry, um, uh, Levine. He wants to be. He wants to get on the open court and play. He's an ISO player. He's a ball dominant player. And then, then you got um Vucevic, where where once you start going to Vucevic, you got to change everything that you do. So I, you know, that that's that's one thing we got to be careful too. Where when when we roster building, we got to be careful not not to not to um, you know, deviate too much from um from the style of play. Like we, we can't get one guy where where when he's on the court, we got to play a certain way. But when he comes off the court, now we got to flip the whole script and play a different way just to get another guy off. That's that's gonna be um you know you know just the history repeating itself with the Knicks, man. Yes, sir, and. You know, I'm looking at I'm looking at Larry marketing numbers, and it, it it's crazy. The guy second year he averaged nine rebounds, one point four assists, zero point seven steals, zero point six blocks. Well, that's alarming. Zero point six blocks for a seven footer, but he averaged about nineteen points per game. And then you see when he got up with Jim Boylan. The guy points per game went down to 14.7 and then went down some more to 13.6. So you 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 never know. You never know what the Knicks could conjure up, but he's definitely a guy. I think they probably the Knicks could look at. I didn't think about it until now, but that, that was a hell of a um, random name that you threw out there, Ebro. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you know, guys, guys get thrown around this league, man. You know, like you don't know how how players even. He's on that team, you know, like wow, you know, how the hell did he they, did he get over there? But you know, that's how the NBA goes, man. It's like, you know, like like you said, the co- one coach says one thing, the next coach says another next thing. But I mean, the te- the um his numbers show the talent anyway, man. Because he, I mean, he scored eighteen points one year, uh, uh, fourteen and thirteen the last couple of years. So we know that he could score. The rebound and nine rebounds, and he went to from five, from nine to five. I mean, to nine to six to five, you know. So you know the talent is there. So it, it's just all about uh, finding the right situation, the right coach, and the right role for him to um, succeed or whatever. Yes, and we get a guy like marketing. <laughs> now, now, now you got it. You, I, I don't know, but I know Tibbs could cook with that. I know he could cook with that. I seen Tim. If Tibbs could cook with Alfred Payton. And Nerlens, I know he could cook with better basketball players. And shout out to uh, Paris Duggar. He put Kelly Olin it, um, Lowry, and a playmaker like DeRozan or Oubre is what's up. They all play tough ball. True, I like Olin it, man. I like the I like the former prospects and, and those guys. I like those guys. But let's get right into the swing, man. Yeah, we 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 haven't said we, this. We're supposed to be talking about the swingman. We haven't mentioned the swingman yet, man. This is the this is the star of the show here, man. Tsunami Poppy, what the fuck is that? You know what? When, when I saw it, I was like, yo, they really call this guy Tsunami Poppy, man. Get the fuck out of it. Wave Poppy, like yo, anything Poppy on your name, man. I'm just not good with that, you know. Because I'm 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 half Puerto Rican, man. So it triggers me when when I see people call themselves Poppy, you know, or or like you know, hey Poppy, you know, like yo, man, th- th- that's like. That's almost that's almost like um like derogatory to another man to call another dude Poppy. You know what I'm saying? You don't be calling me Poppy. Papa, maybe call me hey Papa. That, that's one thing. But hey Poppy, Poppy, like hey, what the fuck? Like I ain't your, your baby or you know what I'm saying? Like, get out of here. You know, tsunami poppy? What the so, hell is I, I was I was trying to do research before we got in. Like, where did where the hell does tsunami poppy come from? I don't even know, bro. <laughs> I don't even know. But I, I know the um the lottery marketing thing took us off trail real quick. But yeah. yeah, let's get right into the swing, man. You got Kelly Oubre on the screen. A lot of people were talking about him. You know, I've been talking about him lately. Shout out to my guy Legion and Nick's um podcast. Cause he made a video about Kelly Oman Nick that I watched today. And he kind of sold me on Kelly. <laughs> he kind of sold me on him. Kid 25 plays play plays good, good defense. He averaged 16 last season, six rebounds. He upped his assists a bit. You know, hard-nosed defender. Draymond Green called him the head of the snake on the defense, you know, stuff like that. Pause. Improved a little bit each year. Tough. Will meet the challenge. The, the guy tries to dunk on people every goddamn play. He blows kisses to the crowd, so you know he's going to be a crowd favorite. But the main thing <clears throat> with Kelly Oubre. His assist rate was garbage his first couple of seasons. He's very ball dominant. He does he, and even even looking at his career, like look look at his assists, man. This is disgusting. His first season, he was at 0.2. You know, he goes to Golden State in a, in a system where passing is paramount and you're always looking for the open man. He still averages 1.3 assists. And I watched plays where he looked off Steph Curry and shot a contested three. Like, I've watched plays where, he did, where he's done that. So I'm a little worried about the ego, you know, just coming in, trying to prove himself, taking dumb shots. 
looking off Randall, saying, look, Randall, I got this big dog. And he, hey. I'm still Moby Poppy, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you, you might be Steph Curry, you know, Splash Brother. I'm still Moby Poppy, Papa. You know what I'm saying? That shot is going up. Bro, bro he looked at Curry, bro. He said, man, I got this big dog. And he shot it. I said, oh, he got nuts. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, but, all, all those all those Instagram models in the audience is for, is for um for the tsunami poppy, bro. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? So that shot gotta go up. Man, he come to New York, he'll be he'll be an all star. If if he play like that in front of fans and the females in the crowd, yeah, he he gonna be an all star in two leagues if he come to the Knicks with that with that mindset. <laughs> but you know, one thing one thing you gotta say, man, the guy the guy is confident. You know what I'm saying? So. He's not gonna shy away from the moment. He's not gonna, um, you know. I I, I don't want to say that, you know. But but you you just know that a dude has a certain confidence to him. You know what I'm saying? So he's yeah. not gonna be like, like a like a. He's like the the anti um um Kevin Knox. Yeah 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 yeah. Definitely yeah. definitely. And and look, that's a guy I would sign and have Knox as his backup. You watch that. You see how he trying to dunk on him every play? You do that. <laughs> like, that's a guy you would want Knox to watch to get to, to just learn aggression. Like, sometimes you got to ignore Randall. Sometimes you got to ignore RJ and go get a bucket yourself because they're not having a good game. You need a guy like that. And specifically about Kelly Oubre, he could get his own shot off, um, off the dribble. And you see how on Golden State, you know, he shot under 70% from the line. We all know that Obre started off the season um in the slump. Everybody knows that. We all know that. So last season, his numbers, his percentages is kind of skewed. But he still averaged about 16 points per game. And he still got six rebounds, you know. And it's still per game. And he's a hard-nosed defender. And shout-outs to my guy, Henson Murphy. Oubre is a dog also. Yes, that is correct, sir. He's definitely a dog. And he's 6'7". And he would be a good fit. I think he would benefit RJ more than Randall. Um, I think he would take the pressure off of RJ more. As far as Randall's concerned, you know, Randall would have to change his game a little bit because he would have to understand that Uber ain't no goddamn bullet. So that man ain't trying to spot up jump shot all day, brother. <laughs> yeah. hey, like Bullock was Bullock was literally like this. Just standing there waiting for the ball, waiting for the pass to come to him. Because that's that's how it was coming. It was gonna come like with, with um Randall making a move and then then Randall doing like this. And then, yep. then you know Bullock would just be right, right, you know, standing there ready to catch. And as soon as he catches it, the shot would just go up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh Kelly Uber is gonna do that. But you know you're gonna have the, op- the opportunity to do it instead of instead of him just standing there waiting for the ball to come to him. He might make that cut where where um where instead of having to you know jump up and throw the ball over over his body to, to swing it to Bullock. Now you can drop the bounce pass down to Ubre to get that um that bang. You know what I'm saying inside. You know that that's some that's definitely something that we're missing. Yep. From from that um from our from our wings, man. We don't have anybody that can really bounce get in there. You know RJ is the guy, but RJ doesn't really do that enough, man. Nah, not enough. He's not. He's not there yet. He's not there, and it's okay. It's okay. Like, oh, we both know RJ is not there yet, but it's okay. Kelly Oubre is there. 
still need a little sass on on his game. He, I think he just needs the right coach. I liked him under Steve Kerr because you got him in a winning situation. You got him with a real leader. So now he understands the game and, and, and understands the importance of the game. But Kelly Oubre under Thibodeau, that might be something we could, we could look at, man. That might be something we could look at. And also, just for me personally, you know, it would give my boy Kevin Knox uh, uh, an opportunity now. Because now he finally gets an opportunity if you let Burks and Bullock walk. You sign a guy like Oubre. So now you justify to me. as Because there's a lot of other fans who, who probably think like me who don't think like me. But still will want to see Kevin Knox get a shot. So sign a guy like Oubre. We all know Oubre is the starting small forward. That's not going to be debatable. But you could bring Knox along slowly. And, and Oubre probably would be on a multi-year contract so he could be a good trade chip. That's another reason why I die hard. I would want these guys on multiple-year contracts too. Yeah, but you you definitely you know like I said we're gonna be we're gonna be pulling from a different uh you know higher a higher um tax bracket basically mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so so that idea makes sense before when when the people that we were pulling from we they, they were people they were players that nobody wanted you right. know what I'm saying so now we're we're, we're picking from a, a pot that just has better talent you know what I'm saying so that concept makes a little bit more sense man because if you got oh if you got Ubre and they say say if we we was to uh, sign like a Josh Hart. Packaging those two guys in there to will will get you something along with a draft pick that would get you something. Not yeah. Reggie Bullock and you know oh, I'm gonna put Reggie Bullock and this guy and this guy in in a in a hat and I'm gonna go get no. you know X Y Z player that, that doesn't really make sense. And, and 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 think about it. Look at those two names you just said. You just said Ubre and Josh Hart. I didn't cringe at that. <laughs> yeah, it, it made me it made me feel warm inside a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I feel a little good because those are the two, those are the type of guys I'm trying to identify with this Knicks team. You get what I'm saying? Like guys who got chips on their shoulders, who's kind of young. I'm I'm through with the vet thing. I'm through with the old 31 year. I'm I'm done with that. I I don't want to see if I see Reggie Bullock starting that small forward next season, dog. It, Sir, look, sir, help me, God. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I don't I, think that's gonna happen. I can't see that happening, man. <laughs> but you know, we, we mentioned a, cool, a a bunch of cool names too. The um Diallo, man, Diallo definitely stands out to me as a guy that, that could come here. Because I mean, we we're all painting the picture here. Like, say, um mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre wants wants um you know um people to believe him, believe that that he's that he's here. You know, what I'm saying Josh Hart mm-hmm. wants wants a role. He wants to be on a team where. Where he feels like like that what he's doing is gonna is gonna be appreciated. Yes. That's that's basically you know so, um you know the all, all these guys are gonna be hired guns, but they're gonna be in a spot where just like Julius Randle, look Julius Randle came here with a, with a, um, with a point to prove in New York that that listen I'm a good player. I wanna I wanna show the world that I'm a good player. He did he did do that. So now you add on um, the Kelly Oubre. Can Oubre do the same thing? You know can can Josh Hart come here and do the same thing and show guys you know that they belong in this NBA? You know, yep. so you know, and then also too, like like coming here with, with Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is going to give you that on um, the the tools to to succeed. And um, you know, like, like we mentioned it also that that um they they basically run in the triangle here. You know, so they're going to be making um reads and stuff like that. So everyone's going to have an opportunity to score. 
to 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 get buckets and stuff like that, you know, and then also um putting the hat on defense. So the you know, you know, the the paint, you know, the picture is is, is set pretty much, man. So yeah, I, I like it, man. I like the idea. Somebody, you know, somebody um Hadouken just dropped um Brunson on there. What do you think about Brunson? Mm, that's a sneaky pickup. Not a starting point guard. I agree with Hadouken. Um, there's a reason why your man over there in Dallas played him three minutes in the playoff game. <laughs> like, yeah. Plain and simple, dog. Like, it, it's a reason for that. And Jalen Brunson. He would be a good pickup, too. I wouldn't be mad if the Knicks, you know, got Jalen Brunson. I wouldn't be mad at that. That's that's a cool pickup. I, I would prefer for the Knicks to look at Taylor, Hort, Taylor Horton Tucker before they look at a guy like Jalen Brunson. That's so, another player, too, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sneaky player. And, and think, the players that, I'm, that we're talking about, right, a lot of these players is in current situations – where they probably can't really flourish yet. And if we could get them here, they could probably flourish. And a lot of them is restricted free agents. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, uh, we have we have a space for them because um, if if we look at the Knicks roster, you know, this we, we're going to get rid of a lot of guys. A lot of guys are going to be free agents. So there's going to be space for, um, for um, you know, for guys to, to fit in here, man. You know, and actually have a, a nice, a nice, sizable role. You know. Yeah, yeah. That that's. I wouldn't be mad at a hole like that. You know, Josh Hart, Kelly Oubre. You know, a couple young guys like that. I wouldn't be mad at that. Or you could go the other route. Let's say Golden State, they in tax hell. Give me Andrew Wiggins and your 14th pick in the NBA draft, and 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 you could have a nice day. So now we got Wiggins. The 14th pick, the 19th pick, the 21st pick, and we package those three picks. You move up into the lottery, and now you go get the guy you want. Whoever you, whoever you identify, you go get the guy you want. Those, those type of deals is what the Knicks need to look into. I got another name for you. I actually got three names for you. Um, I have Justice Winslow. I got Tory Craig. And I got Keita Bates Diop. Um, Keita played for Thibodeau. Actually, Thibodeau drafted him when he was a part of the Wolves um, organization. And Keita is about 6'8", young. He's going on 25 now. Another guy who just hasn't realized his talent or he's just not in the right situation. Seven, uh, 6'11", wingspan, defender. I got. I could kind of see why Thibodeau drafted him while he was in Minnesota. So, what do you think about those three names that I just said to you, um, as far as us looking at um other swingmen? All right. So you you said Winslow, right? Yeah. I like Winslow. I like I like Winslow coming in here in here to uh, to take on a role. You know, coming up. You know, coming off the bench and being being that that kind of guy. I I, I kind of like that. It, you know, he comes from the, from Miami. He too, he, he already tasted the way that they play there, the way that they get their bodies together. So he'll bring that to to the mix too, man. So that, that, that's something that we also got to keep in mind. Also, getting guys that's, that's going to bring not only not only some people that that are, that are um, got a, got something to prove, but somebody that also got that something to bring to the table too. You know, just just to, to get that whole mix. Because um, Julius Randle brought the Kobe factor in there. 
You know, so so we, yeah. we got to have guys that that are, that um that are self made too, guys that are that are um that already been through you know a good system. They know what good basketball is, and they know what bad basketball is. Shout out to Memphis because he was also on Memphis too, right? Yes, I think Memphis was his last team. Yeah, and I believe that I believe either he got hurt or he just wasn't in a rotation. Yeah, so he didn't play in the playoffs. Yeah, so we, we definitely got to keep an eye on guys like that. That's that's been through great systems, uh, that has tradition. Memphis has a, a tradition of playing defense, being scrappy, and that, that type of team. Miami's the same thing, conditioning wise. All these all these different things are stuff that that keep to stay with you because you know you know how to um, you know you know how these teams prepare. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna always take that with you, man. So that's something that we definitely got to keep um, eye on. Well, you said Winslow. Um, how do you spell the other guy's name? Keita. I'm trying. I'm trying to get it. Get his um, face. So Kita is spelled key, key, key. <laughs> I, I, my boy, I've been watching too much anime, bro. Yeah. <laughs> A B C D E F G. It's K E I T A B A T E S D I O P. Okay, I got you. I I know the guy now. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he, he's he's a good player. Yep. I like him. I think um I think we could use him. You know, he's not gonna command much. Probably like five million a year. Still twenty-five. Six eleven wingspan. Just for him specifically, Thibodeau. I want guys who Thibodeau vibes with, who Thibodeau can control, like Ultron. Those guys, like I want those type of guys. I think um Keita is another guy who could we could low risk, high reward type of guy. Yeah. What was the other player that you mentioned in that group? And the last player that I mentioned was Tory Craig. And Tory Craig right now is playing a wonderful role on the Phoenix Suns. And shout out to the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns rotation right now, their playoff rotation consists of four draft picks, you know, D-Book, um, Mikel, Cam Johnson, Aiden. Three trades, Chris Paul, you know, two free agents. You got, um, what's this guy name, man? Crowder. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was Tory Craig who came in free agency. But what I'm getting at is Tory Craig was a guy that they picked up off the scrap heap, and he's producing. And he's got a he got a good role right now on Phoenix coming off the bench. And he's another guy we could probably look at, give him a two-year, 12 million. You know, he could probably um get better, but he's gonna play within himself. I don't see him doing too much. I'm actually watching the Denver and Suns game right now, and he's not doing too much. He's just playing his role, he's moving the ball. You know, six uh six five, six six. Hard nosed player. I remember watching him on on Denver, and I'm like, yo, who that guy right there? He played hard. He played defense. You know, he played defense. He hustled a lot. Yeah, so, but him playing in Denver, that that team was just very um very like deep. You know, so he so he got stuck behind them. But I'm looking at it too. He's 30 years old too. You know, so that's that's a uh, that's something. Cause I mean, uh, paying him wise, you probably don't have to pay him nothing. Somebody thirty years old, you know, you probably won't even have to even have to open the checkbook for somebody like that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and, <laughs> not not to um annoy you though, but 
I, I would pay Frank before I pay him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro, I, I don't see the point. I don't see why you let Frank walk. I, I just, that's just me. Well, you, you, let, you let Frank because you, you're going to sign Hart. You know, you're going you're gonna to throw money at Diallo. Uh, you already mentioned Monk. There's a whole, all these different guys you, that, that we mentioned today. Um, th those are the guys I'd rather uh, throw money on. Uh, Winslow. You know some some guys that we actually gonna use, not somebody that um that we're gonna hope hope plays good. You know, you know well, we, we hoping they play good too. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we're not Jesse Jackson either, man. We we ain't trying to keep hope alive. You know, we we trying to we trying to win basketball games now. <laughs> you know, so I mean, th this there's a whole list of, of free agent players that we can snag to um to to like you know help try to help us out rather than throwing extra bucks at Frank um, Neil Kina that. That hasn't really um been able to put it together um you know totally together you know yep 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 so so finally this last little stretch that we got you know i got a couple pictures uh, a couple guys so i'm gonna just throw some random names out there for you mm -hmm. um justin jackson we got isaac bonga um derrick jones jr doug mcdermott Stanley Johnson. I really would like for the Knicks to look at Stanley Johnson, by the way. Um, he developed in in Toronto. And I don't know, I, I, just one of my favorite players watching when he was in college. I really like Stanley Johnson when he was in college. Mm -hmm. um, he was at Arizona. And it seemed like he was going to be a great player. I just don't know what happened. So... You know, it, it's it's tough to kind of identify who we really want. Oh, a name that I wanted to talk about. I'm so glad that I read this guy's name. Otto Porter Jr. Oh, yeah. I, we, we totally forgot about him. Totally forgot about Otto Porter Jr. Wow. Um, He played two games last season. I didn't, And I didn't notice. I was just – before when I was saying I didn't want Otto Porter Jr., it's because I was just thinking about – you know, he's just not that nice. You know, he's not that guy. I don't, that's out of Porter Jr. Like, who the hell is that? But when I, you know, sat down and thought about it, played two games last season. Um, he was hurt by a low candidate. He's not going to cost much. They're not going to depend on him for much. He's had seasons where he shot the three ball well. He's had seasons where he shot from field goal range well, and he's 6'8", tall guy, 27 years old, you know, going on 28. He played for Orlando last season, right? And, no, he only played three games last season. So yeah, he, I think he got hurt. When, when he was on Orlando, I think he got hurt. Yes. So how do you feel about us buying a low on a guy like that, you know? Hasn't played, hasn't played in forever. But if you get him and he's healthy, he could probably help you win some goddamn games. You never know. So how how you feel about Otto Porter Jr.? Well, he he's definitely in that next pot. You know, Reggie Bullock was down there. Now we can upgrade into Otto Porter. You know, mm -hmm. um, you you can bring him in into start. You can bring him in just to have him on the roster to to be like a, a spot starter coming off the bench. Definitely something that we that we need because I mean, 
like with, with um, you know, here's another guy that 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 we haven't talked about either, man. Our our own guy, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, freaking Obi Toppin. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ, we don't even know uh, what what we got in Obi Toppin, man. So Obi Toppin, we got to keep in mind of him too, man, because I, I I'm expecting him to be to be somebody coming off the bench, you know, as a mostly power forward, because I, I don't think he's quick enough to be a small forward. But no. Obi Toppin, we can kind of pencil him in to just come off the bench and be a super sub. You know, so I'm not I'm not one of those guys that I'm not going to sign another guy because I'm afraid of of um messing up messing up another guy's confidence. Because I mean, if, if you bring better players to the roster, that that shouldn't mess you up, because you you are you are your own person. You you're you're a man too. So like like let's say let's say if we got for for instance, let's say if we if we had Kobe, not not even just look look across the across the bridge in um in in Brooklyn. Brooklyn got Kyrie, they got Durant. And they got hardened. None of those guys are looking over their shoulder like, hey, man, this guy's taking my shots. No, like, I'm going to get 40, you're going to get 40, and he's going to get 42. Everybody yeah. going to get 40. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you can't stop none of us. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So so that's the mentality I, I would like to have if once we start upgrading this, um, you know, this this bench. Because we got money. You know, yeah. um, there's, there's no big-time free agents out there where, where we're going to be dropping $30 million on one guy, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we possibly could, could spread this around where guys are going to get – a lot of guys are going to get 15. You know, so, you know, Otto Porter, I don't know about 15 because he already no. got his bag already. He already got paid big-time already. So right. he didn't really live up to that contract. So I'm quite sure teams are not going to be throwing him the same money that he earned before. You know, so, um, I mean, somebody like him, we probably can get for like $10 million a year. You know, those, those is the type of guys, bro. Or God, God damn, yo, yo, he was making twenty seven mil, uh, um, um, in 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 twenty nineteen twenty. Yeah, Jesus. man, yo, he's the type of player, and this is why I want the Knicks to identify guys like that. He's the type of guy to go to the to go to the Lakers with LeBron, and people will remember him again. <laughs> like, like he's that type of guy. Like, I, and I don't want to miss out. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't want to miss out and, and 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 not pick up one of these guys. And we we on some damn yo. We should have got him. And yeah, um, Paris Duggar, you're correct. Otto Porter can't play defense. Yeah, but here's what I challenge you. Is Julius Randle a great defender, or was it the system protecting him? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's more team defense than individual because we're not playing football. You know, football, <laughs> you need you, you you know you need that guy to play his position to cover a certain part of the field. You know, yes. we, we're not we're not we're not playing um you know a hundred yards worth of worth of field. We're, we're playing just within ninety seven or whatever it is, a couple feet that we, they were playing in, man. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, as, as a team, I always make this make this something. Um, I put my hand on the screen and I do like this. You know what I'm saying? When you play NBA defense, this is what you do as a team. Everybody's doing this. If the ball's going this way, guys do this way. You know, like if a guy drives, you know, everything turns like this. That's that's defense in, in, in the NBA. So I mean, you you can hide a guy like Otto Porter that if you think Otto Porter can't play defense, you know, you can hide Otto Porter sometimes. And then also too, if we if we sign an Otto Porter. Otto Porter's not gonna be penciled then to be like the go-to guy all of a sudden on offense or like the, the main plug in, in, in the thing. We're not gonna stop everything, you know, and just run. Oh, we got Otto Porter, now everything's gonna go through Otto Porter. You know, saying that this is this is a, a team thing, you know. So, you know, Otto Porter is gonna it's just gonna strengthen everything that we do um as a team with the whole big big 15 stuff, man. Yes. The the 15 is gonna be even bigger, you know. No, no rainbow. 
<laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and think about it. All the names that we brought up, all of these guys are guys that they don't have high egos. They don't come in with much baggage, probably besides Malik Monk. But I, I, I think it's, it'll be minimum in New York. Like, I'm not worried about him with Kenny Payne and those boys. But every player we talked about is a guy who could come in and who could either accept our culture because he know what he's walking into or he could bring something new to the culture that could breed more positivity, more fun. Um, for full disclosure, before we get out of here, if Kelly Oubre is my starting small forward, I need Colin Sexton as my starting point guard. <laughs> it's, it's no way I'm going in the next season and I don't got a dog at point guard. We need a dog. I love Lonzo. He would be great on our team, but he's looking like he's going to Chicago because Zach Levine keep tagging him in every goddamn post. <laughs> yeah, big time. Get me a guy who I know for a fact Trey Young gonna have issues with for the next three to four years. That, that that's all. Yeah. That that's a good segue here too, because um, I guess we'll we'll, we'll end it with um what what Paris is saying here. Uh, you know that that we we forced we, we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't force him to go left. Uh, look at Philadelphia; they got individuals that are dictating um to um to uh, you know making Trey Young do what they want to do. Okay, that's that's cool. That's yep. that's that has to do with um um what's the name um Doc Rivers, a better uh you know coach that that, that that's gonna make the adjustments and stuff like that. But um but you cannot run your your basketball team um like that. You know what I'm saying? You 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 have to you have to look at it in, in a in a, a bigger bigger picture. You can't just say, hey, we, we need to um put that defender in there just to stop one guy. You know, but it's it's a it's a it's a team game, you yeah. know. So you have to look at it in a in a team concept. So like you you basically did that. Look at the way that Philadelphia is is guarding him. It's not it's not the way that one person is guarding him. It's Philadelphia. So yeah. you know you got we we all got to keep that in mind once once we're looking at the team going forward. Because you know we, we do got to be we do got to be careful um not to not to get guys that don't um typically bring it on defense. But um if you get enough guys that play defense that that stuff is going to be contagious. Yeah. Yeah, and we got the right coach for all that. <laughs> We got the perfect coach. That, that's one thing I, I can say. Like, we will have our gripes with Tibbs. We'll complain about Tibbs. But the one thing we ain't never got a question with Tibbs, them boys won't play hard. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's one thing about Tibbs. Maybe Kevin Knox not going to play hard. <laughs> but the rest of them going to play hard. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss this um Knox about not playing hard though. The kid the kid is playing hard, he's trying, but I mean something's just not clicking for him. But you know, like like here's where Boost Mobile shout out shout out to you guys, man. We got Parish, Boost Mobile, Cully, you know, you guys are holding us down in the chat for like the last few um um you know um Dire State of Mind podcast. So shout out to you guys, man. But you know, uh, we, we we need balance on the offense, players that that are standing around. Uh no more no more RJ and Randall, you know, got I me mean, because RJ and Randall needs help. Bullock and all these guys were just standing around watching these guys do do whatever, man. So I mean, you upgrade the talent, and um, when the ball moves around, you know, better things will happen. Because if you if you throw it to Bullock, Bullock is not going to put the ball on the floor and do anything. He's not going to create anything. You know, you give it you give it to um to to Burks, and Burks is going to do Dollar Tree stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you upgrade the, these these little players that, that the ball is swinging around, and other things should happen because the freedom is there to make that to make that play. 
You know, so that that's that's something to, to think about going forward. Yo, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah, man. We got yeah, we, we get yeah, we're getting close to, to um to two hours here, 135. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I see you pulled out the medication too, man. So I, I guess I guess it is time to lock this up. <laughs> but um yeah, this was a good talk, Evil. We needed this talk. Uh, yeah. you threw a couple of narratives at me. I'm about to run with it on Twitter, something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that that's the thing, man. You know, like we all got a different opinion about, about stuff. But once you start talking talking about it, you know, because I, I have I have you know every everybody got their own shit. You know, it, it, it could it could even just come down to you know to to just just basic um you know uh man stuff you know like some some guys they just have their own principles and their own stuff that they they, they go by whatever but once you talk it out and just throw different stuff out there you can actually have a good time you know what i'm saying that i think that's what everybody everybody forgets you got to have a good time this is all this is not real <laughs> this is no. not real you know we, we well, you know we, we're taking a, a time out of our, our out of our everyday lives to, to just talk about something that ain't they ain't real you know so let's have some fun while we're doing it man you know stop being so uptight about everything people they be uptight man we lost yeah. the playoff game because kevin knox and frank melikina's bus like, like, like oh my yeah, man the, the next pinch is too close to the air conditioner you know what i'm saying so it's keeping kevin knox's head too cold so that's why he can't think straight like man get out of here it's like it's you're going too crazy man you're going too crazy i'm over it man but um salute to nick mason man uh yeah. salute to you Eru. Y'all know where to find us, man. Hey, Rue, man. Put up the graphic. Player FM, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, everywhere. Y'all know where to tune in to find us. Um, Die Hard State of Mind, Episode 6. I'm out of here, Eru. Boy State. Nick Nation, we out of here. Peace. Peace, man. Peace. All right, y'all. That was another episode of Dire State of Mind. Thank you, thank you, panel. I appreciate you guys for coming in. Parrish, Doug, Boost Mobile, Hinton Murphy, a couple of other guys in the beginning that that was helping out. You got Hadouken. You got a bunch of guys here, man. Just make make sure I shout you guys out because I appreciate you guys coming in. You're holding us down. If Miss New King, there's somebody new that I saw. Manny Ramos always pops in. Um, Mig, that's the first time I've seen you in there. Thank you for coming in. Anyway, this has been um Dire State of Mind on the Dire Next Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, I'm tuning for tomorrow, man. I got a, I got a couple things that I would like to do. It's right, you know, the diehard hour is about nine o'clock. When when nine o'clock comes around, uh, you know, check your um YouTube, man. You might see me out out there talking some shit. So anything, without further ado, man, four fingers to the forehead, tucking the thumb, salute. See you guys out there, and I appreciate you, man. Have a good night.